As mentioned, joined in studio by my guest this evening, someone who I uh, greatly admire and have the world of respect for, uh, especially given the, the influence he's played in my journey as a journalist in South Africa. Bab Zoom, Salvon. Hey, and good evening to your listeners as well. Thank you so much. It is really such a pleasure and honor to have you with us. And uh, I guess for such an inv- important uh, conversation that we have as we uh, celebrate and reflect on uh, the growth of uh, Zungu Investments uh, and Co. But I guess first things first, people might be wondering, we're both in Cape Town, mining in Daba. Any link? Well, there is a link. No, every person wants to be in Cape Town at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. There is mining in Daba. There was a coal uh, yes. uh, in Daba last week. There's opening of parliament. So there's a conflation of uh, big business and big politics. Yep. So that's why most people will find themselves here at this time of the year. And we just saw happen as well as uh, Zoom Investments to be on our own roadshow. Oh. Uh, we have completed 21 years yes. and uh, we have charted a new path. We're communicating it to our stakeholders. Uh, we're not looking for money per se, but you know, we're talking to financial institutions who are very significant players in our industry, telling them what journey we're taking and what journey we've traversed and comparing notes and re-enthusing them about uh, Zoom investments, it's working. We've had uh, a couple of meetings and that will continue for the rest of the week. This is fantastic. And as you say, it's been a long journey, right? Mm-hmm. 21 years is essentially uh, how long it's taken for uh, Zico to uh, get this far. And, and maybe let's just start by contextualizing the level of growth and your reflections on this 21-year journey. Started off entrepreneurially, mm-hmm. uh, has expanded into many aspects and sectors. Uh, and of course, building a formidable organization that uh, stands heads and shoulders uh, with its international peers. Okay. No, absolutely. It's been a phenomenal uh, journey. You know, we started off with literally nothing. Uh, Zoom Investments was a shell company. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no office, no physical address. There were no employees. There was no relationship with SARS. There was absolutely nothing. We had to start from uh, R. Yeah. Um, we started off with a, a cleaning business. You know, over the years, we have transformed ourselves. We exited from investments. We made a profit. We reinvested in other businesses. You know, and um, we now have a, a decent uh, balance sheet. We now have sufficient focus in those areas we like to have as a pivot uh, around which our growth will be centered. Um, and but most importantly for me is the level of significance we've achieved over the years. Yes. Like I said, in 2002 when we started, we employed zero people. Uh, I was the first employee of Zoom Investments. Uh, I employed um, my brother and my friend to assist me um, whilst I looked at other initiatives. Uh, and sooner than later, we had more people. And nowadays, our capital has an influence over thousands of livelihoods. Um, there are thousands of people who, you know, get paid because our capital enables. 
uh, either directly as our employees or in organizations where we are a significant shareholder. Yeah. And for me, that's very important because, you know, uh, I will say black business will have come of age when they can be relied upon mm. as creators of employment and as drivers for economic development uh, more than just um, sources of wealth for entrepreneurs and their families, yes. which also is important. But when we begin to be significant uh, in the livelihoods of our people, then I get very excited. I think I'm in a very excited space right now. I, I love that because yeah. that kind of energy really is mm. transferable, right, to many mm. of the partners and stakeholders that you look to partner with. But I do want us to reflect in terms of the investment landscape. And as you say, being a business of significance, mm. it's not always easy. And mm. I'm keen to understand over 21 years, you've witnessed the global financial crisis. We've uh, witnessed uh, the f a rise and fall of commodity prices. Uh, we've witnessed uh, the pandemic and so many other themes that do play an influence on the outcomes of your investments and even how you you view sustainability and the social impact thereof. Share a few highlights with us and maybe most importantly some key lessons you've learned in navigating some challenges in the environment. I think you're, you're outlining our environment over the last 20 years is perfect. Because, uh, they, these waves of challenges, they come one after the other. Yep. Just when you're taking breath, another one hits you. Uh, no one will have anticipated there will be COVID. Mm. Uh, some businesses got obliterated and they disappeared. Um, and sadly, none, none, some will not have recovered. And the principles behind those investments are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. Maybe the, the business will have been liquidated. They will have been sequestrated. Uh, we are still standing. Um, some of, of our businesses suffered immensely through COVID, um, but we're still standing, mm. you know. And we also witnessed the, the debt crisis of 2008. Yes. Uh, we started off in, 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 in America, took giants like Lehman Brothers down. Mm. Um, it had a ripple effect and impacted on our businesses as well. It had an impact on, you know, the cost of borrowing in South Africa. Drastically. You know, and um, and we witnessed that we survived it. You know, we there was a time when being in being a black business, being involved in doing business with government, was frowned upon. There were many terms used, mm. such as uh, tenderpreneurship, um, and which had a huge uh, impact on our capacity to do business and how we're perceived out there, we survived it. There was a time when it was, um, you know, uh, the, the term of usual suspects um, basically meant people like ourselves who would have done well even at the time, uh -huh. but were labeled usual suspects and therefore were not worthy of next opportunities. In effect, some opportunities were taken away from us simply because some chose to define us as sure. usual suspects. Sounds like sabotage. Um, yeah, mm. we, we survived it. Um, you know, there were times when uh, banks basically would not lend to uh, us simply because we are deemed to be politically connected, mm. uh, called uh, politi politically exposed persons. Um, and um, opportunities to do business in certain jurisdictions was denied us. 
um, simply because of PEP status. So there have been many waves, but we've survived it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a phase where our balance sheet uh, was so small, so small, that uh, we could not participate in certain opportunities unless we brought some big brother to find our way sure. into those. And when a big brother comes, he takes a lounge share of it and leaves it with um, big in the share. Mm. Um, but uh, we had to make way. We had to worm around all of those obstacles and be smart in structuring our deals. And here we are today. Um, and of course, even within the organization itself, there are times when you, you employ people that you think are trustworthy. Mm. Uh, but when ultimately you part ways with them, um, you discover they've actually stolen. Uh, they came with um, perceived good intentions, but uh, they were carrying a devil's heart into mm. the organization. Um, so the betrayal comes from within organization and external factors that uh, we have got no control over other than to just adapt sure. um, and swim rather than die. Uh, and then, of course, there are other examples where we win an opportunity and some very bad people, you know, go out and challenge you and you have to spend five years fighting matters in court. Mm. And by the time you are vindicated in court, You've wasted a lot of money. Yeah. You've spent a lot of energy uh, defending you, 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 yourself. And whatever settlement you get is a far cry from what you'll have got in the first place. Mm. But that's part of business. But we have survived and we're standing. So um, in a way, one is, um, is very glad to say, you know, God has been by our side. We've not been on our own. True. Uh, we've had very good people uh, within the organization who have made it possible for me to even talk today that we're standing and growing um, much smarter than me. Uh, so it's not been all about Zoom's smartness. Uh, there's a massive team. Um, that has made it possible. Indeed. Yeah. Well, if you've just joined us, we are in conversation with Bob Sandile Zungu, who joins us in his capacity as the uh, chair and, of course, founder of uh, Zungu Invest Investment uh, Company, uh, really talking about the journey that they're celebrating, 21 years. And uh, if you know anything about doing business in South Africa and really anywhere else in the world, more than two decades is quite a feat uh, to really uh, acclimatize to. Uh, and, and what I'm keen to also discuss, Bob Zungu, is, of course, just, you know, how diversified your strategy is. The First time I mentioned your name to my colleague earlier on is Kumbuzo. Yes, 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 we have to talk to him. And in my mind, I previously referenced your investment in property, in manufacturing, in energy because of the conversations we've had over the years. And it actually popped into my mind that you've been really strategic about mm. penetrating sectors that typically an investment company mm. would perhaps not naturally it's venture hard, into. Yes, yes. Um, so talk to us about that. What's that journey been like uh, in terms of diversification as a strategy? Um, and it also appears to be deliberate because of the social change that you yes. can implement in communities too. Look, my first investment as Zico was buying a cleaning business. Mm. A small cleaning company. Um, I was not paying 100,000. I paid 100,000 rands for that. Uh, which was a small uh, change by comparison what we're going to do uh, in, in the, thereafter. But I bought into the company because I was buying into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I knew this company is a joint venture 
uh, with a gorilla who was diversified, who was in cleaning, who was ah. in security, who was in property. Uh, no, uh, which was Fidelity Services Group. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I bought into a joint venture. Bidvest never went into joint ventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bidvest never believed in minority partnerships. Mm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I always knew that, look, there will not be a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was looking for a, a, a joint venture partner, and I went to, to Supercare. Uh, I did talk to Prestige, uh, which was part of Bidvest. Yes. Um, they were not amenable. Um, and a few years later, I was to buy that joint venture with Supercare away from um, the previous employer uh, of mine, Saru Investments. Paid 100,000 rands for it. Um, and uh, I built that business into a 35 million rands turnover business sure. within a, a year or two. And when Supercare needed to be empowered, they said they could not look any further than Zoom Investments. And so it became uh, an empowerment partner at Supercare. And we paid a um, couple of millions for that. But when we exited from Supercare, uh, say seven years later, we made more than 25 times the money sure. we paid in. So we, more th- we made more than 25 times money hmm. uh, for that um, investment. For me, uh, that's how you create capital. That's how you create wealth. Uh, we took that, um, those proceeds, we invested back in the business. We invested them back in the business. Uh, it was not time for me to drive fancy cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the business needed to, to grow. Um, so I moved into mining, uh, joint venture with Harmony Gold yes. when we were deepening a shaft in, um, in Dwarngop. Uh, within the Ranfontein uh, complex. Um, I entered into a joint venture with um, Gold One mm-hmm. uh, in a mine called Nuclear Fontaine Gold Mine in the East Rand. You know, and it was not long. I bought into uh, a school books publishing business, a Shooter and Shooter. It was not long. I bought a portfolio of properties from Emira uh, with exposure to offices in the main. Uh, it was not long. We bought Anglo coal yes. uh, assets and we renamed them Seriti. Mm. Subsequent to that, we bought um, South 32 coal assets, uh, which had an export allocation in Russia's Bay coal terminals. And we now, uh, through Seriti, uh, one of the most significant uh, players in the coal sector. Oh, for sure. That's also, you know, uh, uh, driving an element of, of transformation and, of course, uh, uh, contributing significantly to the economy. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe that's a point that I also want to jump in there because you, you have also been a clear advocate for ensuring that uh, themes and policies like black economic empowerment are tangible, are uh, easily accessible, but also adequately understood for mm. them to have a uh, practical impact on the livelihoods of black people. Mm. And perhaps I also want to tie this into the theme of personal development mm. because because you yourself studied here at UCT. Mm, You've yes. also extend, uh, attended an executive course at Harvard Business mm. School, which I, I believe forms the principles of mm. what should be defined as success, not just black success. So mm. yes, the policies need to be in place, but there's also a responsibility in terms of personal development and skills advancement that is required. Uh, your views on this and how best we need to continue, not only to drive transformation in South Africa, but make sure that it's sustainable through investment in our people too. That's, an, that's really a, 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 a commendable observation because I, I firmly believed um, once I graduated, 
that I must sit behind the desk every five years uh, because new information emerges, which is transformative. Mm. Um, old knowledge becomes obsolete and you have to rejuvenate yourself. And unless you do that, um, you, you, you bask in the former glory. And uh, without you realizing, you are actually irrelevant. Mm. Um, and so I've always believed that uh, every person needs to go in and, and refresh his or her knowledge to stay relevant and not just for relevance sake, but to stay competitive for success. Um, I, um, I firmly believe that those who believe entrepreneurship is just about taking chances. Yes, they will score victories here and there, but uh, the question is, will you sustain it? Mm. Uh, when you meet obstacle one and you come across a new challenge, will you be able to wham um, yourself around it? Uh, when you are hit by a massive challenge, will you be able to define yourself out of that challenge? Mm. Um, and um, it talks to, do you have the skills? Do you have this, a set of skills to, uh, to make yourself a sustainable success? And um, our landscape is littered with examples of people who once had money. True. Um, you know, forget integrity as to how they acquired that money. But uh, let's focus on who did not have sufficient skills mm. to survive the first big um, wave mm. um, of challenges. Mm. And so I believe that um, we owe it to ourselves as black people to work triple harder um, in acquiring new knowledge and to make the relevant sacrifices to acquire that knowledge. Because it's not about reading a newspaper in a plane. It's about saying, you know, I'm going to take um, a three months break from everything that I'm doing. I'm going to sit behind the desk and acquire new knowledge. Um, opportunities will fly past me. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm investing in a new wave of, of relevance. Mm. Um, so it's very, very important that uh, we acquire that knowledge. You know, talking about um, the environment of, em of empowerment. Yes. Um, I've, I've always believed that uh, the facts talk for themselves. You've got 90% of South African people being black. Mm -hmm. um, and 10% being white. I'm just using the, 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 the statistics in broad terms. Got you. But uh, I will say 90% of the economy is controlled by white people. Uh, they may not own 90%, mm -hmm. but they, they are the ones who dictate where capital must be deployed. Mm -hmm. um, you may go to any bank in South Africa, whether it's Standard Bank or it's FNB, or it's APSA or it's NetBank. Um, the credit committees uh, are controlled by white people. True. Um, so it may have a, a, white, a black CEO, it doesn't matter. Because the people who decide this investment is worth of support, uh, it meets all the criteria. Um, that white voice is very critical in that value chain. Um, so 90%, when I talk about 90% of the economy being in white hands. I include precisely that, mm -hmm. and that the allocation of capital is influenced by them. Um, the, the, the advocacy voice has been weakened over the years. Um, has been weakened over the years. No one talks about empowerment these days. And everyone talks about, uh, you know, 
you know, we, 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 we support the appointment of Soluso. We denounce the appointment of Soluso. And they call that the sum total of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of hearts locking is required to sustain uh, this need for transformation. Yeah. At the moment, transformation of the economy is lagging behind, mm-hmm. in addition to other things which are aimed at including black people in the mainstream of the economy. Um, so we, we must not forget this narrative mm-hmm. of change. <clears throat> Otherwise, our people are going to frown at us. Uh, look at us as being successful, but they're left behind. And that's going to fill them with a lot of uh, anger. Um, and um, and inequality, inequality will deepen and uh, and social uh, instability will become an order of the day. 100%. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because if we do reflect on what we've seen in recent years, the 2021 looting and unrest, mm. if you take a look at the levels of protest action that we see uh, and just the disgruntlement that many South Africans do have, um, it's very true. It's something that does urgently need to be addressed, that not only do we progress going forward, but that we don't leave anyone else behind. Uh, and I guess that's also where I'd like to journey with you in terms mm. of understanding in order to ensure that we build more black industrialists within the current uh, landscape that we're in. 2024 is going to be an intriguing year. There are many factors that we can't control, um, but still plays a fundamental role within the business and investment landscape in South Africa. What do we need to focus on to drive not only growth from an economic point of view, but the growth, sustainability and further establishment of black industrialists in the country? Well, we need to take seriously the need to beneficiate our resources. Mm. Um, we need to take seriously the need to protect local industry. Mm-hmm. Of course, doing so within the prescripts of uh, global competition and uh, you know and and everything else that uh, frowns upon uh, uh, you know lager economies that are close to competition. Um, but within those parameters, we need to do our damnest best to protect local industry. Uh, we need to do our damnest best to not export jobs by, um, you know, beneficiating locally. Yes. And when we do that, you're expanding opportunities yes. uh, for more people to play in the economy. Okay, um, and then you need to make available capital. Mm. Um, I'm afraid local institutions, banks in particular, uh, are not lending enough to local entrepreneurs, black people in particular. True. Um, They have all sorts of excuses which they believe are valid, why they cannot. And Um, saying you don't have surety is not enough. We need to find innovative formulas. uh, You need to come up with bankable uh, proposals, uh, all sorts of things that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, they can defend themselves. They can, you know, win arguments. But deep down in their own collective conscience, they know they're doing injustice to this country's economic development potential. Mm. They're doing injustice to black people who were discriminated by virtue of, uh, of, of, of apartheid and colonialism and who need some justice uh, to favor them. Um, and banks are hawking capital. Um, I think they found it just way too easy to make exceptional returns by banking to parastatals 
and by giving money to national treasury and saying you know uh, they're making their assets sweat mm-hmm. um, minimal risk um, and of course they then spend half of that time if not more of that time um, almost like policing national treasury because that's where the biggest risk is yeah. in in what national treasury does it's no wonder therefore that uh, they seem to be uh, over exerting themselves on matter of um, policy because that's where the biggest risk is it's in government bonds and they uh, money to escom which is backed by um, you know by the sovereign uh, check yes um so that's not you know, a smart way of deploying capital to develop um, black industrialists, to develop and to expand the capital, the industrial base of this country. Uh, so, in my opinion, without overlaboring this issue, access to capital for black business, um, we want money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's put it crudely. Mm-hmm. Give us the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, ed- don't educate us about how smart our business ideas must be. Don't educate us about the need to have skin in the game. We don't have more skin in the game other than, you know, um, you know hard-working minds mm. because we don't have. Uh, don't tell us about additional security and uh, guarantees. We don't have. Yeah. But we 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 working hard to think about how to make money, how to help this economy grow. Give us the money. Yeah. No, Definitely. unfortunately, um, you know I'm I'm listening to uh, the political parties uh, making public their manifestos. None of them is talking for black business, uh, other than just uh, quite honestly, other than just um, paying lip service. None of them is talking about black business, you know. Um, and even even the ANC has toned down. Uh, it, it's it's rhetoric around mm. a need to empower black business. I, I I'm definitely mm. going to jump in there. We are well sure. aware that at one point you wore a hat in terms of uh, politics and then uh, refrain from that further. But is that also important that we see a glo- closer correlation between business and those who understand business playing an influence in politics and vice versa um, to make sure that the hand fits into the glove that we speak the same language and understand the needs that we need to address. Well, this if, is a polite way of saying, will you still venture into politics in the future? <laughs> <laughs> look, look um, if, if you were to ask me very honestly, said, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to stick to business, mm-hmm. but I want to leave politics to people who know what they're doing. Got you. And people who have got good intentions about the future of this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the longest time, uh, I've felt you know, uh, we are found wanting as a country mm. on the latter. Um, and it therefore makes one each. Why don't you get into the ring? Uh, I tried uh, in 2021. Uh, I wanted to lead the ANC in Guazul Natal. Yes. Um, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, I failed dismally. Um, I'm very glad I failed dismally because uh, what I witnessed on the ground once I began to whelm the whole province talking to stakeholders to see um, whether I can make a difference. Uh, I was hugely disappointed with what I found. Mm. Um, I thought the ANC that um, I used to know that I was deeply steeped um, in 
you know, uh, uh, you know, leading during my days as a young person mm. before I moved up to Johannesburg. Um, I thought it was still the same, and maybe it had changed slightly. <whistles> I was hugely disappointed. Sure. Um, and so uh, I could not wait to get to the floor of the conference to say I declined nomination. Right. Quite frankly. I don't consider and that a failure. I think more than anything, uh, as you say. <coughs> It's a lesson and a learning, uh, but also a realization of just how much work does need to be done uh, in terms of uh, transforming our politics in South Africa and, and making sure that, as you've mentioned, people need to be in it for the right reasons and leave the country uh, in a better state. Bob Zungo, I could talk to you all evening, but my producer's telling me we're running out of time. But I don't want to let you go without the opportunity to reflect, uh, perhaps as you look forward to the next 21 years. As you've said, you're down here in Cape Town, you've got mining interests, you are here as well. It's a big political week. Uh, and, and really adding to the growth of uh, Zungu Investment Company. What does the next 21 years look like, not only for you as an individual, but for the business itself? Uh, for the business, Zungu Investments Company is going to be a player mainly in the continent. Um, you know, I love Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lovely continent. Are you going you to know? break news and tell us which markets you're going into yet? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, look, uh, there, there are two opportunities that we are advanced in exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say both of them are in, 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 in infrastructure. Okay. Um, but the world is an oyster in Africa. Mm. Uh, there are so many opportunities that we could venture into. And so for the next 21 years... I want to have Zico um, or Zoom Investments, as my office has told me. Zico is dead. Zoom Investments is alive. Oh, but I'll correct it. <laughs> Zoom Investments is alive. Zico is dead. Um, so we want to be in the continent in a proper way. Um, and that's going to be the large part of my focus uh, going forward. And I'm excited about the next 21 years. Yeah. 100%. Well, we're looking forward to it. We are looking forward to journeying along with you, witnessing the growth, uh, the opportunities and the partnerships that are forged uh, along the way. And most importantly, as you started off this conversation by saying it's the impact that you look to leave in the lives and livelihoods of the people that you work with. From Umlazi to the world and the continent, it's so great to witness your growth. And thank you so much, Google, for having me here and good evening to your listeners. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.